New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. Hello, I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Today I'm hosting Carlene Montez Dioka, and she is the author of Dog as My Doctor, Cat as My Nurse, An Animal Lover's Guide to a Healthy, Happy, and Extraordinary Life. Carlene, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Thank you so much, Justine. It's my pleasure. You call yourself an animal human health expert. So what exactly is that? Well, first, I'm an acupuncturist. I'm also a plant-based nutritional consultant. But over the course of time, I started to realize how much our animals help, like, for example, our dogs and our cats in our home, help to enhance our health and our well-being. So I help people kind of go deeper into their relationships with their animal friends and help them find ways that they can utilize their relationship with their dogs and their cats as an addition into their health and wellness toolkit so that they can be a little healthier. And also it helps the relationship with their animals as well to enhance that. So it's a way that I can help people just be a little healthier and happier. You know, Carlene, as I was reading your book, it really struck me for the first time the idea of how sharing our homes with these animals, dogs, cats, birds, even fish, whatever they are, iguanas, you know, <laughs> snakes, whatever, whatever they are, that it is a way of bringing nature right there in our homes. It's like giving us a way of relating beyond our human species. Can you say something about the value of that? Mm -hmm. One of the things that in Chinese medicine, which I uh, work in as an acupuncturist, is I'm always trying to have people understand that our environment is an important part of our own personal well-being and to be more in sync with that. But so often we're disconnected from our environment. We're on our technology 24-7, it seems. We get very disconnected from nature. And I always say your dogs, your cats, your animal friends in your home are nature. They are, they are the gatekeepers of nature. They are nature in your very home. So it's important to engage with nature in our home and also to notice how our dogs will always try to get us to go outside, to go on a walk, to explore our senses while we're on that walk, to look more more visualized, to hear all the sounds around us. You know, when is the last time you were actually very conscious of your senses? You know, taking a dog for a walk allows us to engage with nature in a really profound way. And I'm thinking, um, like, I might be working and totally engrossed in whatever I'm doing on mm -hmm. my computer, and then suddenly my cat will jump right up on my keyboard. What is she saying to me? I think you know what she's saying. <laughs> 
You reminded me. Can I tell a short oh, story? Please do. There was a woman uh, who shared a story about it's two cats, Abby and Allie. And she and her husband would always go on these fabulous walks together. But unfortunately, her husband, Mike, got Parkinson's disease. And so he was no longer able to walk anymore. Parkinson's disease is a neurological disease and it affects your motor skills. So you're not able to walk and, you know, you start getting tighter and tighter. And she was very sad, as you can imagine, just emotionally. She's his caretaker and she's very sad about that. And she would not want to really go on her walk anymore because she felt like, God, Mike can't come with me. One day she did go for a walk. And the next thing you know, she started to hear this chirping sound behind her. And she turned around and it's her cat. And it's Abby racing towards her. And she thought, oh my gosh, I don't want her to get hit by a car. I don't want her to chase a bird. But the cat just stayed right next to her the whole time. And she thought, well, that's odd. The next day, Abby did it again. And the next day she kept doing that. Now she's been walking with her for, you know, a few years. And she says, you know, it's incredible because if I am not out that door at 10 a.m., she will start whacking me on the leg to get outside. And she said, one day I just felt kind of depressed. I didn't want to go anywhere. What did she do? She jumped on the kitchen counter. She saw a necklace there and just batted it off the counter and ran off with it. So she had to chase her to go get it. Took, they went for a walk. But she says, you know, if she did not have her cat, her cat not only benefits her, and she says, if I didn't have her, I'd be on Prozac. And she says, so the cats, both of them help her husband because sometimes he needs their comfort. Mm -hmm. He needs to feel that warmth. And other times they seem to know when he doesn't want that and wants to instead laugh. And so they jump around and do funny things. They seem to know what he needs. So this was a tremendous story about how our cats in this situation got her to get out in nature. She even talks about the beautiful blossoms that she sees every day and how she experiences her walk in a more profound way. Uh, that that just reminds me, I have a neighbor, uh, a man who who is not able to get around too, too easily. He has a walker and he often gets out, uh, is sitting on a bench not too far from us. And his cat is always it's the one cat in our complex that has been grandfathered in that's allowed to go outside mm-hmm. because they ask us not to let our our cats out and and our dogs have to be on leash mm-hmm. uh so they ask us because of the bird life and so forth yes. it would just be really devastating to any of the birds right. and so forth mm-hmm. but this cat was grandfathered and mm-hmm. and he gets to walk around and it's so sweet to mm-hmm. watch this cat just follow him around. And I'm thinking of that story of Abby. But you're absolutely right. And we do need to to also honor our, our wildlife, our bird friends and our situation. And also, you know, our cats living indoors will actually extend their life. So if they have an enclosure, maybe right. that's a way on your patio, they could go out there. Yes. And most people will walk their dogs. But I've also seen people recently, I saw somebody walking their pig. And oh, we have nice. a neighbor who walks their donkey and their oh. dachshund together. <laughs> oh, look at that dog and donkey. Yeah. Now, that reminds me of another thing. You have an exercise that, that helps us so we can like our human family about that. So please share that with us. I thought this was really fun. Sure, absolutely. Most of us probably can think of somebody we don't like or we have trouble with or we just don't think positively about. If you're an animal lover, let's say if you love dogs or you love cats, then you have a a way around this. And for example, I think to myself, 
well, okay, there isn't going to be a dog that I don't like. There isn't going to be a cat that I don't like, frankly. So I always try to imagine the person I'm having trouble with as a dog or a cat. So for example, I think of somebody who's probably annoying me on the drive who is going in and out and I see maybe it's a woman and she's putting on her makeup. I'm like, I'm thinking, oh, you know, she's reminding me of a cat right now. And I imagine a cat and I think to myself, okay, well, I'm going to give her a break now. I'm thinking of maybe my tuxedo cat and I imagine her in that way. Or I think about my husband sometimes who is a doll at every other time, but maybe he's particularly annoying me that day. So I think of him as a golden retriever. So I always, or I think of somebody else as a Chihuahua. And that actually kind of makes me laugh for starters. It just lightens the load and it takes the edge off of that tension I may have towards somebody else. So I would suggest if there is somebody that you're having a little trouble with, imagine them as your favorite animal. And you just might find that that cuts the edge a bit. Or it may add some humor to it. I I tried it with someone that I was in not a lot of trouble with, but I just, you know, her personality was just grating on me. Mm-hmm. I, I could feel myself being very judgmental, and, mm-hmm. and I was trying to really kind of work it out with her. It's nothing that I, I'm around very often. Uh, and so I thought, well, let me think about her. What about, I thought, oh, she's like a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> and that immediately just made me smile for some reason. And it wasn't really derogatory toward me. It just lightened it up to be with it. And you just mentioned your do- the donkey and the Datsun right. being walked together. So it just makes you smile. It makes you smile, which is going to cut the edge off. It's going to now like take you away from the judgmental, critical. You know, you may still have a little bit there, but at least it's sort of like it's loosened it. It's like the balloon has popped a bit. And now you can maybe take it to the next step. You know, maybe you can more clearly around the situation. Sometimes is I'm having that kind of reaction. That's usually a sign that it's a mirror. You know, I may, maybe I need to look internally and see what's going on with me, that I'm having such a strong reaction. But I may not go there unless that bubble's popped a little bit and I can take a step back, I can laugh, and then I can go, okay, let's see what this is really about. You know, that that reminds me, too, that you you mention in your book uh, the work of Joseph Campbell, mm-hmm. the uh, mythologist yes. and, um, and former guest of New Dimensions. We have many hours with Joe. And... Uh, Oftentimes, we'll talk about a myth. He will talk uh, uh, the hero's journey and how the hero is accompanied by a companion of mm-hmm. some sort. So can you say something about these, these companions as being allies in our hero's uh, trek? Yes, that's one of my favorite chapters in the book because we're all on the hero's journey. All the movies we see, the the television shows that really grip us, I mean, they are describing the hero's journey, which is really our journey. It's the idea that we start off kind of in our normal world, and at some point, something calls us to step up, something in our world, you know, and then there's tension, and there's like, how do we get to the end? How do we transform? How do we get to the goal? And this is our journey through life. We have a lot of help on the way. But sometimes it's not that the characters that come into our life are there to help. But if we can look at our animals, our dogs, our cats, as 
characters, in a sense, in our life's journey that are here to help, they can offer so much wisdom, so much insight, so much depth that are actually the tools that we need to get through this hero's journey that can be filled with challenges to get through them a little easier. They often offer the pieces that we need and they don't speak to us. They don't say, hey, here's the next piece. You should do this. You should do that. But it calls us to go in deeper with our relationships with them, sometimes not even using words, but using our feeling, opening our intuition, seeing how animals communicate with us. So if we love animals, we can incorporate them into our journey because we are the hero. And if you look into an animal's eyes, you know they see you as the hero. That just reminds me, before we started this interview, I asked you about my cat. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Carlene, you gave me such good ifs because my, my cat was a rescue cat mm-hmm. and I've had her companionship now six or seven years we've been together. And um, she's very, very tense. And she's relaxed a little bit through that time. Mm-hmm. And you just, you gave me such great advice when I asked, because you, you're so immersed in this field of mm-hmm. animal companions and how they can be our wellness partners. Mm-hmm. And you helped me to see, I need to go deeper with her. Uh, sometimes maybe to slow down and to be... Do you remember what you I said do. to me? Well, one of the things I remember you started off the conversation saying it, she, and that she doesn't... You don't hear the sound of her purring, but you feel her purring. And then you mentioned that she was kind of clawing at your chest and it made it seem that she wanted to do something. She, she has a message for you, but she also doesn't communicate in an outwardly way. And she gets a little irritable, let's say, when you pet her too much or it's not what she wants. So I felt in the way that you were describing that she sounded frustrated because she wants to convey a message to you. She wants to talk to you, but she isn't able to somehow communicate her message. So it made it sound that you might want to think of going deeper, not using the things that we think of like petting or talking to her, but actually feeling her more feeling that that's the way she's communicating to you. So for example, maybe before you went to sleep to just because our brain waves are in a different place right before we go to sleep and we're more, we have more access to our unconscious. So putting it out there, like what is this trying to give me? What is it that she's trying to say to me? And it's interesting how sometimes we may have a little dream that may give us some information, or we may wake up. This is what happens to me often. I wake up and it's like, boom, I have the answer. Wow, where did that come from? But to engage in that kind of uh, awareness or asking the questions, because often when we ask the question, we'll get the answer. Exactly, exactly. Oh, there's so much more that we could talk about. And I just want to thank you so much for this wonderful book. It has so many stories in it and and so much and so ideas about how our relationship with our animal companions to be guardians to uh, can enhance both them and our lives. Thank you so much, Carlene. Thank you for having me, Justine. I really enjoyed myself. I enjoyed having you. I've been speaking with Carlene Montez Dioka, and she is the author of Dog is My Doctor, Cat is My Nurse, and Animal Lover's Guide to a Healthy, Happy, and Extraordinary Life. And if you want to know more about her work, you can go to her website, Animal Human Health. Dot com, Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, 
newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willams. Thank you for joining us on the New Dimensions Cafe. I invite you to please join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a thousand hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.